This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Post-match chat with chaps for that Millwall podcast where it finished at the den. Millwall won. Blackburn Rovers 2. And uh, another defeat at home. Another defeat at home to Blackburn Rovers. That's now four games we've lost at home this season already. Um, we just can't buy a win at home. And uh, whilst I don't necessarily think it tells the whole story of the game yesterday, you can't argue with the facts. Uh, it was um, another poor result. Um, and uh, despite changes despite changes not only in um, uh, personnel but I think in the shape unfortunately still the same outcome um, in the whole of last season which our home form wasn't you know wasn't as good as it was the previous year we lost six games at home we've already lost four so what does that tell you but anyway look let's get into it um, let's talk about the team that started the game which I was surprised with if I'm being really honest I I, uh, I didn't expect the lineup that that we uh, we got um, and Barrett did revert to a back four. I guess is him making his mark, putting his stamp on things. Um, and I wasn't against it. You know, I, I don't think that the back four is the answer to everyone's. You know, a lot of people talk about oh, this back five's killing us. I don't think it is. Um, and we actually find out some of the things um, throughout the course of this game. But the team anyway uh, makes two changes. So Murray Wallace who was one of my man of the matches for the game against Preston, comes out of the side. Whether that was forced or not, I don't know. Let's be honest, knowing our squad, he probably is carrying a knock. Um, but he comes out of the side, uh, as well as Alan Campbell, who comes out of the side. And the two that come into it are Ryan Longman and Billy Mitchell. So the team is Barton goal, right to left, Brooke Norton Cuffey, Harding, uh, Cooper and Brian. Norton Cuffey playing on the right of a back four, which I don't think he's done too much for us. Uh, Denor and Mitchell in the middle, uh, the three in front of them, Fleming, Imaku and Longman, and then Tom Bradshaw up front. So that was a team that started for us. Um, and as I say, you know, is it, is it Barrett trying to make his mark, his stamp in terms of changing the, the setup? Um, so the, the game starts and, and, you know, before you can even really, uh, you know, sort of get into a pattern of play throughout the game. We take the lead and it's a very, very soft goal from Blackburn's point of view. Uh, you know, I think we win a free kick. The ball comes into the box, kind of loops around a bit. Cooper with a kind of header up into the air. And then 
Harding gets a very weak header. Uh, yeah, he heads it down, he heads it goalwards, but you know, a keeper at the you know, to be honest, any professional level should be saving that. Somehow he doesn't. And I'll be honest, I actually looked away. Um, and then I heard a roar. Uh, it was a real bizarre kind of goal to, to score. But nonetheless, we're one nil up, two and a half minutes gone. And it's the, it's the perfect start. And, um, you know, uh, I think it's fair to say that the first sort of five, ten minutes, we, we certainly took took the game to them. It was almost... Um, and I just want to say something here, actually, just before I go into this. Now, I've, 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 uh, I've listened to a lot of sort of people throughout the game around me at the, where I sit, comments after the game. I look on Twitter. I look on various social things. And I, I actually, I think for, 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 for the first time in a while, I disagree with a lot of what I've seen. Um, I, I've seen a lot of people say that that was basically, you wouldn't have known if it was Raul in charge or someone else. I disagree with that. I think yesterday, and I'm not saying it was any better. Let me just make that really, really clear. But I think we set up very different to how we did under Rowett. Um, and I think there was big differences between a Rowett side and how we set up yesterday. And I'll come on to talk about what I think those were. But for me, that wasn't negative, boring shit that people keep saying. And again, it's just my opinion. Just everyone goes to a game, they observe 90 minutes or whatever it is, 95, and they come out of an opinion and that's absolutely fine. They paid their money, they go and watch the game, the, the team they love, and they're happy to have an opinion. This is mine. I don't think it was as negative as we have been playing and I don't think it was as negative as what people are saying. Was it good? There's a difference. So we'll come on to that. But um, that's just kind of my stance. And I thought the first five, ten minutes... The one thing I noticed almost immediately was we were much more open and expansive. I felt that we we almost set up, and at times this is to our detriment, and it's going to be, and we're going to have to get used to this, we almost set up to try and use our strengths as opposed to counteract other teams' other team strengths. That's the way I felt yesterday. If you look at the pitch, and I and I um I did try and get this before recording this, but it's not available yet. I tried to look at where the ball was uh, throughout the ninety minutes, like sort of heat maps. But my observation was that there there was a lot more space yesterday than normal games, and that was because we were a lot more open. And part of that is because we played a four at the back. Part of that is because I would imagine instruction from Barrett. And part of that is because of Blackburn. So Blackburn, and I have to say, Blackburn fans, if you listen to this, I was very impressed with Blackburn. And I honestly feel they had a real identity, something I think we lack. I think they were exciting. I think they were front foot. They were aggressive. They were a young team. They looked fit. Um, I think that they are in a false position. I think they're going to be a top 10 side, at least. Um, and I think they've got a couple of very good players and I think as well that they play really good uh, football in the eye. So I think I think Blackburn are a good side um, and they come into the game yesterday having created uh, the most chances in the league, I think, other than Leicester. And 
to me, that was quite evident for the way they set up. They 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 leave players so wide. They leave players so high. And the difference is because they have defenders that are able to be trusted with a ball. They had their two centre-halves. I think they, play, they, they flipped between playing a two and a three at the back. But Hayden Carter and um, uh, Dominic Hyam, they both had past completion rates of over 80%. And they both touched the ball more than any of our defenders. And if you've got players that can be entrusted with the ball at the back, that enables you to, to leave players further up the pitch and wider. And we just don't have that. Um, but anyway, I'm going to stop uh, giving Blackburn too much credit because uh, I can imagine 99% of people listening to this aren't Blackburn fans and couldn't give a toss. Um, but what I would say is, is that I did notice a big difference in the way we set up yesterday. Um, and at times it did leave us exposed particularly to a side like Blackburn that play really good, slick, counter-attacking football. Um, but we're 1-0 up. And then um, uh, the I'm not going to go through massive play-by-play, uh, but they, 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 they get their goal. Um, and I think a couple of things I want to say here. Barrett came out after the game and said it was a stonewall offside. I'm not sure it was. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't had the benefit of seeing it from 37 different angles. I've seen it from one and I've seen it replayed a couple of times. It's not clear cut to me. It might be offside. It might not be. But ultimately, we've got to look at ourselves. And the amount of opportunities we've got to stop that from happening is ridiculous. And um, yes, yeah, some people complain, can blame Bart. It does go through the legs of Wes Harding. It does. Uh, it might even actually take a you know deflection off of him. But as a team, that is a really poor goal to concede. And I'd rather look at us than be looking at any decisions. What I will say is, I thought the linesman on our the, the, the near side by the dugout in that first half had an absolute mare. And I don't usually call out officials. And I've seen the referee called out a lot as well. Uh, and I'll come on to him in a moment. Um, I thought we had a mare. And um, whether that was offside or not, he got a lot of offsides wrong in that first half, a couple of other opportunities that Blackburn had. Um, And it's a poor goal for us to concede. And I think, you know, we we get to the end of the half, um, 1-1. And in reality, it could have been 0-0 because it was almost sort of two errors, probably more from the goalkeeper's perspective that, you know, that, that meant that there, that there was a, a goal apiece. Um, at half-time, they make two subs. And what's really interesting is that is a manager that is clearly saying, I think I can go and win this game. And I think I can make these two substitutions to make a positive impact on this game and go and win it. And ultimately... That's exactly what happened. Now, if you just saw the stat that 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 that, that result, I don't think it necessarily uh, tells a, a true depiction of what happened in the second half. And the way I would summarize the second half for those of you that were there or those of you that weren't is from a possession, from a control of the game, from a who looked from a build-up play perspective, the most likely to score was us. However, the only team that really, in my opinion, created clear-cut opportunities and actually looked like 
putting the ball in the back of the net on more than one occasion was Blackburn. And that is ultimately how I would summarise that second half. I felt we, we pinned them back. I felt that we... There's no, there's no lack of fight in this team. Um, they are absolutely fighting for the team, for each other, for Barrett, for the club, whatever. There's no lack of fight. They're all working incredibly hard. I would love to see the running stats of the second half. We overloaded them several times. We've got balls into the right area. I'll talk about specific players in a moment, but I thought Brooke Norton Cuffey was superb yesterday, personally. Um, but ultimately... Did we really look like putting the ball in the back of the net? A couple of half chances from Bradshaw and Hardin. Other than that, no, we didn't. Whereas Bart more than made up for his error with a couple of cracking saves. And they obviously go and score that second goal. The second goal, coincidentally, comes from our free kick. So Joe Bryan takes the free kick. It goes into the box. As soon as Joe Bryan takes that free kick, he goes to the floor, waving his hand, clutching his knee. Now... Then what happens is the ball comes over to the left-hand side where James Hill, who I was very impressed with, I have to say, right back from Blackburn, he was very, very good, picks out a peach of a pass to uh, Britain, who is open on the right-hand side because Joe Bryan's on the floor. I, again, have read and seen and heard people say that the referee should have stopped the game. I'm sorry, but if I am, if that was the other way around and the referee stopped the game, I'd be fuming. There is absolutely no need for the referee to stop the game if someone's holding their knee, unless I've mistaken the rules. But from from my understanding, it's not a head injury. Why do they stop the? Why would you stop the game? And then they're they're breaking and take take nothing away from Britain. It is a soup. So it's a first of all, it's a superb ball from Hill. Britain takes the ball, drives, carries the ball up the field. Imaku tries to get back. Um probably shows his naivety in terms of the way to try and defend, but he sort of commits too much. Britain cuts in on his left foot and it's a peach of a finish into the top there. It's, it's a it, it's a great finish. It's a great goal. And there's there's no denying that. And we're 2-1 down. And yes, we can feel a little bit aggrieved. And yes, you can say we've not had the, the rubber to green. But ultimately, Blackburn played very good counter-attacking football. And they still, even though... We had a lot more chances than them. We had a lot more shots on them. They still ended the game with double the amount of shots on target because they actually did something we did, didn't, and that's test the goalkeeper. The amount of times we got the ball into good areas yesterday, there's no one in the box. There's no one in the box. Bradshaw, who looks doesn't look himself to me, uh, the two games he's played up front on his own, uh, yesterday in Preston, he, he looks a little bit off it. I, I don't know if he's carrying something or whether it's just change of instruction. Doesn't look, he doesn't look, you know, he doesn't look on it for me. And then the criticism I have of Zian Fleming is he doesn't get himself in the box enough. If he's the supporting man, he needs to get himself in the box. The amount of times balls will go into the box and we would have one, two, two tops in the box. It's just, it's just not good enough. Um, and that's representative in the stats. Our expected goals this season, and I know some people are like, expected goals, fuck off, mate. No one needs to know about expected goals. Well, expected goals give you an indication of the amount of clear-cut opportunities that teams create. And we have scored 13 goals this season, and we've only created nine clear-cut opportunities. So we've actually scored more goals, even though our goal tally is low, 
than the amount of chances we've created. And that is fourth bottom. Only below Rotherham, Sheffield Wednesday and QPR. We have a problem in creating opportunities. And it's just, it's just not good enough. Now, the effort, desire was there yesterday. And we had a real go in the second half. I don't, I, honestly, I, I again, opinions. The, the, the people that say that that was negative, boring shit like watching Rowett, I'm sorry, I disagree. That wasn't. The team were trying, but ultimately, it's not good enough. It wasn't good enough. We are not good enough. And Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. That has to come from either a change of personnel and we get better players in forward areas or a change of manager and a manager who knows how to coach forward players. And that's the bottom line. And, and, and I think that if you had a proper number 10 in there, and I've seen other people say it, so I'm not, you know, I'm not stealing this, but if you had a proper target man in there yesterday, I think the outcome could have been very different. And these these fine margin between fine margins between, I think Blackburn are a better side than us, but I think the amount of effort that we put in yesterday deserved more than a 2-1 loss. I think we were unlucky, despite the fact they had more chances. So we huffed, we puffed. Um I thought Honeyman made a real difference when he come on. Um, I really liked the impact that he had on the game. But we huffed, we puffed. And ultimately, from a central attacking point of view, who have we got to bring on? There's no Nisbet. He's injured. Kiefer Moore didn't sign for us. We've got Tom Lee on the bench. That's it. That's that's What, what do you honestly expect? It's not good enough. And we need to address that um, in January regardless of who the manager is. So, you know, I feel for the team. I feel for Barrett because I do think there were changes. I do think he's tried to create his stamp. Do I want him to be our next manager? Not in a million years. But ultimately, for people that say he's done absolutely nothing different, I disagree. I think he's tried. But I think it, 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 yesterday was a perfect example of, you know, what a real exciting attacking young team with good coaching and a way of playing an identity can look like and unfortunately that wasn't me all that was Blackburn um a couple of players to call out for Blackburn that I thought were really good I've already mentioned the right back hill um I don't like him as a player but I've always rated Sammy Smodic again they picked him up for I think about a million and a half two million pound great sign I think he scored five or six goals this season already um they have spent well in recruiting from um, sort of Scandinavian and Nordic countries. Um, I like the look of uh, Dominic Hyam. What a player. I mean, 
88% pass completion rate with the most touches of the ball for his team. That's what centre-half looks like. We tried to press him, played round us. Uh, Tyrese Doolan, very, very good player. A uh, lot of energy, uh, tenacity, chasing down, good with the ball, holding up, good player. Uh, Imaku can look at him and, and, and think about what he, you know, in terms of some of the things that he brings to the game. So I think Blackburn are a good side. And um, conversely to what I said against against Preston, I don't think Preston are any better than us. I think Blackburn are, unfortunately. Um, they may not have some of the individuals they had last season, but I think they're a better team. For us, go through in the going through the players. So I think Bart Morland made up for his error uh, with some very good saves. Uh, he seemed to be carrying a knock towards the end. I think one of their players slid in and caught him. So it'd be interesting to see if he's okay or not. Um, the back four, I thought, and I've been critical of Joe Bryan, I thought he was playing really well up until he got injured. But ultimately, you know, we just got too many injuries. And you know, we signed Joe Bryan, he's injured. We signed Sarkic, he's injured. We signed Watmore last season, he's injured. Um, we, we, we just, we've just got too many injuries. And that can only down, go down to poor recruitment. Um, but, I'm, but again, I thought, I've been critical of Joe Bryan. I thought he was good up to that point. I thought he was trying to play with a real tenacity, actually, even in his defending. Um, Cooper was okay, but again, limitations on the ball. I thought Harding was the better of the two of them. Um, some some vital blocks, including one clearance after a good save from Bart. I do really like the look of Harding. I feel like he's better on the ball than Cooper is. Um his pass completion rate wasn't as good as Cooper's, but that's because Cooper's all of Cooper's passes are basically across the back line, whereas Harding tries to bring the ball out and play play balls in. Brooke Norton Cuffey, for me, was man of the match for us. I thought he um, epitomised everything we were trying to do. I thought he run himself into the ground. I thought he was able to carry the ball up the pitch. He's one of very few players we've got that can actually beat a player. Yes, at times he runs into traffic. Yes, at times he can't deliver the ball. But yesterday I felt he did. And um, he he had the energy to play in a back four um, as well. And, and yes, at times, there, there were times he was caught out. But is that Brooke Norton Cuffey or the fact we're not really playing with a right midfielder? Don't know. But for me, he was uh, a real man. And, uh, you know, for us, there's another player that I want to call out, but I do want to give man of the match to Brooklyn on Cuffey. Two centre midfielders, Billy Mitchell. I thought Billy wasn't very good yesterday. There have been people dying out um, to get um, Savile back in the team. Now, listen, I don't know what's going on with George Savile. If Alan Campbell was going to come out of the team, I would have put George Savile in over Billy Mitchell. Um that didn't happen. Sav did come on. I felt Sav made a real difference. Billy Mitchell started the game. And look, I still rate Billy. I still think he's a young player with potential. But I don't think he was uh, particularly good yesterday. Having said that, I thought Casper Denor was... He's just quality. He is. He, um, he had the highest pass completion rate in our team. Almost 90% pass completion rate. He some of the balls he was playing. The ball he played for Romain Essay in 
last couple of minutes was superb. He just seems to have a little bit more time than any of our players, even when Blackburn were playing a, a quite high aggressive uh, pressing strategy. Um, it, he's he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. And where I may slate the recruitment team, they've got that one spot on because if he carries on playing like he is now, he won't be with us for very long. He is quality, in my opinion. I think he's a top, top, top player. Uh, and I thought he was fairly good yesterday. Um, I thought the returning long was quite poor. I prefer him in a left, left-sided left role where he can cut in on his right foot. thought he was a bit poor, a bit like headless chicken at times. I thought Imaku tries, but I thought he was poor yesterday. We didn't use Imaku's strength, which is giving him the ball running that way. Um, you know, playing him in behind the defence. A lot of the time he's receiving the ball back to goal. And that ultimately is not his strength and he lost the ball quite a few times. So I don't think it was Imaku's best game yesterday. And I, th- I think he'll probably, probably agree with that. Fleming wasn't as influential as he was against Preston. Don't think he was involved too much in the game. If I'm honest, I expect more of him. Um, and I also felt that he... He, he just, I don't know, he, he didn't really get into too many scoring positions. I don't think he, there was a lack of effort, uh, which I have said before, but I just don't think he was particularly effective in the game. And I've already talked about Bradshaw not really looking himself. Um, the the subs, SA did some really good things, did some not so good things. You're going to get that with kind of the, the, the raw young talent. Um but again, the fact that Imaku and SA, who last season were very much bit part players, Maku wasn't even on the bench. SA would sometimes be on the bench, sometimes not. It get they're now almost guaranteed to be in the eighteen because ultimately the squad is just too thin. Um, and then you've got the likes of Adon Malakai and uh, Lee on the bench at the moment, which tells you all you need to know in terms of the squad depth. Uh, Honeyman, I thought was a real bright spark and Honeyman needs to start for me against Watford because uh, I thought he was really good. Um, so, yeah, look, I think um, ultimately I did think the performance was better from an effort level perspective. I think that all the players are fighting very hard. I think that you can't sit, you know, some people booed at the final whistle. I, Sorry, I, I don't. I don't agree with that. You know, I, I I don't agree with booing anyway. But if you're going to boo, you should boo because it looks like the players are not necessarily giving 110 percent or 100 percent, whatever. I, I felt the players gave everything yesterday, but it just ultimately isn't enough. Um, and the only way it's going to be enough with this group is with a manager with proper, fresh, new ideas, which is why we need to make that decision. We need to make it quick. Um, as as sort of upbeat and positive I kind of want to try and be with the effort level and the slight improvement in performance you can't argue with the trends and the two trends that are concerning is A, our home form and B, the fact we just do not create enough chances they are two things that have to be addressed with whoever comes in um, and then to kind of finalise before I wrap up I would say in terms of manager I mentioned this before in the Preston one is that you, I think we, we people can say what they want about Rowett, but 
I think where he has left us is he has left us with a squad that is very specific to a certain style of playing. And that is Gary Rowett's style of playing, which is very pragmatic. Also very specific formation, I feel. Therefore, you have two options. You either bring in a manager that maybe not be Gary Rowett level of pragmatism, but isn't too far up the scale. And I talked about this before. So he's more of a, you know, an evolution as opposed to a revolution. Option number two is you bring in someone who is very different that will get us playing more expansive football, more like Blackburn. And this is probably where most people think Muscat is, although what I would say is the people that are dying out for Muscat, I'd love to know how many people actually know more detail other than what the press is saying in terms of his management style, in terms of yeah, how many games have we seen? Because I, I haven't. I'm not going to sit here and say I have. Um, but having said that, if you go for someone who's more attacking, you almost need to accept that it's going to take some serious time to embed it. Because you cannot get players like Jake Cooper playing this quality, expansive football. That takes either a change of personnel or change of coach. Like, it takes coaching, it takes time. So, you know, you'll need a few transfer windows. You'll need to give them money. You'll need to entrust them with that. You know, they'll need to partner with a recruitment team. So, you, you you know, James Berrison's got a very big decision to make. Which route does he go down? And I think ultimately it will boil down to the fact that if we went for the latter and we went for a complete change, how much risk do we have of going down? And that may sound stupid. Some people are saying, yeah, I'm going to laugh. We ain't going to go down. Well, we've created the fourth lowest chances in the league. Thankfully for us, I think Sheffield United, QPR and Rotherham are very poor sides and I would struggle to see anyone else go down other than those three. But that's a real question. And I think what we're really telling as to which route he does go down in terms of how much faith he has in the players that are currently at the club. So let's see. Look, I think um, worrying trends, home form, chances created, first point. Second point. Real big decision to make for James Berylson. Third point, I did see a slight improvement in performance and no one can tell me the players are not giving their all. So that's my kind of overall summary of the game. Obviously, uh, everyone's got a different opinion. Love to hear yours. Thank you ever so much for all of the real positive comments on the new Barnet. Really, really appreciate it. All of you George Clooney lookalikes out there, more than happy to give me your opinion on uh, my new haircut. Um, but uh, as I said previously, thank you so much. Uh, because there's no way anything you say could be worse than what the missus has said to me. So, um, and lucky thing for me, it grows, doesn't it? So, uh, <laughs> thank you very much for all of the banter, as always. Thank you for listening. Um, and uh, look forward to getting back on this, hopefully after a win away at Watford, if we can uh, replicate what we did last year. But look, enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll speak to you all soon. Thanks very much for listening. Bye for now. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.